taking anything away from Yoshihashi. He is and forever will be Ichiban's sweet boy. He's a sweet, sweet, sweet boy. He's a sweet, sweet, sweet boy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially the Ichiban sweet boy. <laughs> I am your host, I'm Luke, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andy. Andy, say hello. Hello, Luke, and uh, man, what a week. It's only a couple shows we got to cover, but it feels like it's a hundred of them. <laughs> hey, it'll even... It won't feel so bad, Mr. Andy, because, uh, well, a certain show hasn't aired yet, so uh, <laughs> I won't be uh, covering it at the start. Oh, yeah, so it'll be straight God. straight to the fireworks factory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. So we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. We like to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's why we're here. And today we're going to cover Nights 3 and Nights 4 of the G1 Climax 30. So that's uh, A Block. Oh, sorry, Gay Block, Night 2, and the Banger Block, Night 2 yeah, as is. well. Yeah, hell yeah it is. All right, so, and before we get to that, don't worry, I'm not going to make you guys all wait while I uh, run down stuff you guys don't give a shit about. But quickly, if you ever want to email us, you can do that at neveropenpot at gmail.com. You can tweet at us too. Even watch along on uh, New Japan shows if you're, if you're awake. And you can do that at neveropenpod. You can also tweet me and Andy individually if you wish. So Andy is, uh, I nearly said Mr. Drusifer Tweets. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's at Drusifer Tweets. I always will put that Mr. in for some reason. And uh, I'm at Grumpy2, the number two, E-B. So there's all the stuff where you can contact us and shit. Uh, guess what? what? <laughs> Let's talk about the G1. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, Luke... You know, first of all, Mr. is a sign of respect, so I appreciate it. Thank you. And, um, you know, the other thing is, is what do you think? I mean, you know, here we are. We're four nights in. And, you know, this is a moment we've been dreaming of being at. Is it as good as it, as you thought it was going to be, Luke? And, you know, what are your kind of thoughts just half, you know, partway into the tournament here? All right. Um in other years, when I'm watching the G1, I think I'll be watching A Block, and I'll be like, "Oh wow, I really liked A Block. I wish it was. T I wish they. I wish I could see two nights in a row of A Block." And then I'll watch B Block, and I'll feel the same way. Whereas this year, I think I'm a bit more like, "All right, I want to see this wrestler and this wrestler and this wrestler in A Block, and then in B Block, I want to watch every single match, and I'm looking forward to all of them." Uh, I think. We'll get to, we'll get into this, but uh, what night two of both blocks showed me is that uh, one is going to take you to uh, in some some frustrating lows and also dizzying amazing heights, whereas uh, the B block you might not get that the same level of height of like awesome that you might get in in some A block matches, but I tell you what you do get every match consistent every match interesting and every match pretty damn solid that's kind of how i feel about uh but the g1 this year in both blocks at least so far what about you that's accurate you know um you're right about that 
I feel like that the excitement is there when I watch it live, you know. I'm not sure it's as exciting if I'm not watching it live or if I'm watching stuff for a second time, uh, which we'll get into some of that stuff that I've watched twice, you know. Uh, but, I mean, it's, you know, this is it's kind of hard to complain about anything. It's some pretty awesome stuff going yeah. on here. And oh. um, I'm pretty happy it's with it all. And uh, as a fan... You know, for my 999 yen a month, I'm pretty happy with that that uh, expenditure. Oh, yeah, definitely getting a ban for a buck. Look, there's absolute in A block. There's more positive than negative, so we're not shitting on A block. It's it, it's a good block. Like, but the, my problem. Look, here's one of my issues, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, Strapping is going to talk about that dude." I'm not, uh, because I'm not talking about him. So I just leave that out. But. All right, you look at two, two one wrestler from B, A block and you look at one wrestler from B block, and both their roles are exactly the same. Uh, you got Ijiro Takahashi in A block. He's there to lose, right? And then you've got Yoshihashi in B block. He's there to lose. Except I want to see Yoshihashi matches. Uh, <laughs> and is, is he somehow turned into, like, an amazing wrestler whose matches I can't, miss no not really he's, he's just like a, a really solid underdog and i can't help rooting for the guy and i see him at least busting his fucking ass out there yeah you know it might still be yoshihashi but i can see <laughs> what he's doing there and i can get behind him because he's treating this like it's the fucking g1 right uh mm-hmm. i don't get that feeling from pimp juice at all mr pimp yujiro takahashi and so Damn. For at least one match on every bo- every A block show, I'm just like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> no, and and uh, and that is what it is. I mean, I'm sorry, one guy might be there to be a jobber to lose, but he's he's putting out matches where I'm just like, all right, you lost, but hats off, man, well done. Whereas the other guy is wearing jorts that are plastic. <laughs> That's true. He is. You know, and and I like hearing you get fired up about something. I like hearing a little bit of negative because we probably are guilty of kind of, you know, glossing over stuff that we don't like sometimes because we don't want to be like some shitty assholes talking shit about wrestling. And we don't want to be those fans that are like, oh, no, that uh, match was only 4.75 stars because they slipped on the ropes or whatever. We don't want to be like that, you know, so. Um, you know, it's kind of a balancing act, but I like to hear you get fired up and I like to hear that you hate something and that you're, you're passionate about. That's good. Dude. If, if I watched a pimpy match and I thought, Oh, this guy's busting his ass. All right. He's going to look, that's the thing. Who would you, who else would you want in that, that position? Luke, they're just going to be there to lose. I'm like, yeah, but I'll want to see their matches. Yeah. Like David Finley or Kojima. At least, will they lose nine times maybe but at least i'll enjoy watching them lose again that's a bad way of phrasing it but yeah i think you know what i mean yeah uh, yeah um and i don't want to shit on you Jiro. i really don't want to shit on anyone but if you're doing if you're stanking up the place <laughs> you're gonna piss me off and he's stanky yeah that's fair all right man so look let's let's get right into yes. it it's uh it's it's uh, A block, so of course we're going to call it the J1 climax. 
Uh, that's what Switchblade's calling it. It's night three, that's night two of the B of A block, sorry, not the B block, or the J block, whatever you want to call it. We're in Sapporo for these two nights, and uh, not a bad crowd. Apparently it was around 2,500-ish. So uh, that's pretty dang cool that uh, they didn't uh, fucking... Not only is it cool that they're getting decent crowds, it's uh, cool that they're allowed to have them. Yes. Which, it's it's not yeah, so, you know, it's not what you're picturing either where you're you know picturing the stadium packed full of people. It's a very big room. It could probably hold four, five or six thousand people with two thousand in there all spread out, and they can only clap. They're not allowed to cheer. And I was so proud of the Japanese fans because they were taunted into cheering a couple times during oh, this yeah. a couple nights, and they still wouldn't do it. <laughs> it's fucking no, awesome. they would not. <laughs> Because I want to keep coming to New Japan right. shows. <laughs> uh, look, and not to shit on an American company, because I think they're trying, but I'm, I'm mentioning AEW here. They've kind of got crowds for their shows, but it's so small and the, the outdoor arena is so big that you can, I can barely hear them most of the time. Whereas, you know, and you can't really have more people than that because, well, Florida is pretty shit with the uh, with the covid so everything yeah um i'm just amazed that we can actually have shows with crowds let alone crowds that are in the thousands plural hey it's only two thousand but hey it's still thousands (laughs) yeah uh and they're not all spread out you can see the places this packed yes there's a lot of empty chairs and stuff too but yeah it's uh it's a good atmosphere and we started off with uh, some unofficial C-block action. We've got uh, Yuya Uramura versus Gabriel Kidd. Now, uh, you can kind of follow a pattern, <clears throat> excuse me, with these C-block matches. They're all going to kind of get their own wins back and stuff, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all kind of going to be... It, it feels like they're going to move them all to equal pegging until maybe... Towards the end, man, I, there isn't like because there isn't really a C block, so it could turn out that there's a draw at the end of the night, and maybe it's decided <laughs> in an eight-man tag on the final night when they have more wrestlers in and shit, something like that. Who knows? But this is always always solid stuff. Uh, Gabriel Kidd's driving Mr. Andy crazy though because he's got white socks poking out the top of his boots. Don't like it. And no, the, I remember, was it Clark Connors That's or someone else like last year had, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually Gabriel Kidd, uh, had uh, dark navy blue trunks on instead of black. Do you remember oh that? God, I don't, but that is unacceptable. I don't like that, that either. <laughs> that drove me, that drove me insane. I didn't <laughs> notice the socks until you mentioned it. And when you did mention it, I could not unsee that. <laughs> So I'm like, fuck Gabriel Kidd. He needs to lose. He is a young lion heel. He is totally young lion heel. But he does get the win in this match. And that means everyone else in the block has, we'll see, unofficial C block has two points. So, yeah, there it is. <laughs> and he wins not with the... Um, not with a Boston Crab or anything like that. He won. He wins with the uh, with a double arm suplex. So something a little different there for a young lion win, but you know, always solid stuff. It's 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 uh these these three men are going to wrestle each other ad nauseum for the rest of the tour. 
So forgive us all, forgive Mr. Andy and I if it sounds uh, very samey when, when we say these guys hit each other really hard. They're awesome. Right. You know, they've got lots of promise. We like them. Uh, it's going to sound kind of samey, I guess, but they're always great. Yeah, the, I, I thought there was a little too much. Like, Yu Yamura can be a little over the top with the selling and the screaming, too, and whatnot, and he's a little out of control uh, with that. But they looked really he, tough. He used to have that problem, too. Yeah, it's true. Well, he, Sorry. Might, he might still. But uh, they, they look yeah. really <laughs> tired. Like, they just look really tired because they're like three – this is three nights into a tour that's going to be like fucking 20 nights, like we said. They're rare, they're barely going to get back to the dojo to do much. They're just going to be loading shit and, you know, building the ring and doing all that kind of stuff. And they just look exhausted. And so I can't wait to see them in, in like 15 days and see what they look yeah, like. Yeah, because you got to think A Block has a night off. Then B Block has a night off. Two young lions are wrestling <laughs> right. two days in a row. You know, only one of them will be wrestling at least one of those days. So they're wrestling each other every single night. Mm-hmm. No breaks. Yeah. It's uh, it's not just an endurance thing for the fucking, you know, stars. It's uh, definitely, yeah, That's it's a, a test for them. Well, and that, put, that puts something into perspective a little bit. I don't know if we've really, like, kind of harped on much, is that that's one of the things that makes the G1 Climax unique, is that it's a million matches all in a short period of time, and they all have to be these, like, top-notch, like, main event-style matches. So, you know, you're you're getting 12 to 15-minute matches at times, but a lot of them are going to be 20, 25 minutes, and it's grueling, and you'll see like how great these wrestlers truly are when we get towards the end of this. And these guys are fucking dead men walking and they can still like pull out amazing matches. That's when you see who's really the best. It's awesome. There's a reason there's usually what three, two or three weeks break after the G one. Right. Yes. It's uh, it's because all the lads and it's, and it's probably another reason why not long after the G one, it's like tag team leagues and shit. I heard, a, I heard a rumor, too. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard a rumor that the next tour, uh, they may have like a Road 2 thing, but then the next big tour is going to be a combined super Best of Super Juniors tournament with World Tag League. So it'll be both of them. That's what I heard. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll see. You know? Well, I love the sound of that because, um, well, especially... Look, I don't mind World Tag League. It's fine. It's entertaining. But... Uh, Give me that best of Super Juniors. Yes, that's what I want. Cook that shit up to my veins. (laughs) Yes. Hells yes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. Uh, Let's let's get... uh, I think we've got a bit to talk about with this first match. Uh, And it is Jeff Cobb versus Takagi Shingo. So uh, I guess before we do a bit of a deep dive in it, there's there's a lot to like in this one. There is an awesome kind of swinging belly-to-belly suplex that Jeff Cobb does to uh, Shingo. He also does a bandito-plex. Uh, that's, I think that's the name of it. I don't know, but it's the German kind of suplex that Bandito is usually known for, where he throws you face first, front first into the ropes. When you bounce off, he picks your ass up. Boom. 
Uh, I think Bandito does something like that. So I like that kind of suplex. It's combination gut wrenches. This, these are all just fucking Jeff Cobb, which is really cool. And I think Shingo was a badass who bumped his ass off and also got some pretty good hits and stuff in too. But I guess it was a Jeff Cobb monster hour. I guess he was uh, channeling some uh, Matanza energy in this match, Mr. Andy, because uh, he's a bit, bit too strong for Mr. Shingo and Tour of the Islands. And Jeff Cobb picks up his first win. He now has two points. And Shingo, oh, two losses. I'm I'm looking at that, and I'm just like, two, oh, two losses. Right. Hmm. Some okay. Of the, some of the big names will have two losses before – we're done talking and you know on this episode but oh we'll be talking about that especially in b block i think with um with tanahashi but yeah i just uh i i'm not you know it's been pretty made pretty clear i think that i'm not a huge jeff Cobb fan necessarily he's fine i just i mean so shingo gets chucked across the ring 50 times he's selling better than you ever sell him i mean he's making facial expressions he's acting like it hurts and then Shingo chucks Jeff Cobb around, and Jeff Cobb just looks at him. You know, he doesn't sell. It's fucking bullshit. It pisses me off. And so, I'll tell you what, though, it was sorry, Mr. Andy. It was really cool though seeing uh, Shingo put a guy that size into Noshigami and Made in Japan. I thought that was rad. Yeah, it was until he's getting no sold. You know, I, I just mm. I don't like that. That that you know, and and um, I know that he was getting offense done to him. Uh, Cobb was a lot of the the match too, but I just he just wasn't making any facial expressions to let me know it hurt. He just was waiting for the next spot, and he almost killed Shingo on a power bomb where he like it was like a I don't know he tried to do a power bomb and it was like he lost control of Shingo in the air and it was like oh god damn it. It's a little scary. Wasn't my favorite match just because I one of my favorite wrestlers get beat up in the you match get, and then you lost. Got pinned, yeah. <laughs> it's really tough to see one of your favorites get his ass kicked, isn't oh, it? Oh, I hate uh, And as to, as to your point earlier, uh, I do believe Switchblade lost his first three matches last year in the G1. I'm pretty sure Naito had something similar happen to him, and then um, Switchblade won the block. So never say never. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it can turn around. It's uh, it's early early days. Um, I would have preferred a different finish, obviously. Uh, so, but I wasn't as mad about it as you. I guess you've got to kind of make Jeff Cobb look tough against someone, and Shingo is probably the per- perfect person to kind of do that. Um, but uh, dude, there's going to be a rematch in this block between like Shingo and that dude, which uh, we'll go back to, you know, remembering a, a match they had at the Best of Super Juniors last year. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, Shingo makes his mark big time there. And I think he'll pick up some some W's soon. I mean, like he's at least going to get two points against Pimp Juice. So is <laughs> Jeff Cobb, actually. Like everyone is. But yeah, um, solid stuff. Not a bad, horrible start to the block. I was I was like, okay, cool, pretty solid. Let's move on. And then we move on to the match, which should have been on first, just to get it over and done with. It's uh, the one minute match this year. We've got Kazuchika Okada versus Yujiro Takahashi. And please tell me, Mr. Andy, why the fuck should I believe Yujiro Takahashi could possibly ever fucking beat Okada ever when the last time these two motherfuckers had a, a, a 
important match together, and I put that in air quotes. It was a fucking stipulation match where Okada not only beat Yujiro Takahashi, but he beat him in a handicap match with Gado, Gado, with Jado and Gado. Yeah. So now we're back to one-on-one, and I never believe at any point ever, any time in this match, that Yujiro Takahashi can win. Fuck this guy. He's stinking up A block. Uh, well, he's not as bad as someone else, but he's still stinking it up. And uh, are you surprised, Mr. Andy, that uh, there's a slow, boring match where Okada wins? Money clip. Done. My thing is this. Is Okada hurt? I mean, like, I think he's hurt because he is not trying to take bumps. Like, there's, a, there's like, a bump on the ramp, and he's like, nah, I think I'll just kind of lay down instead of actually taking a bump. And, like, I, I mean, maybe they got beef backstage or something because it just seems like that he's not well, as giving. And um, I'm thinking, Mr. Andy, it's more of the point of Akata's got seven more matches after this. Yeah. He's not killing himself in a Takahashi match. I mean, that's fair. Then don't put the – don't, you know, don't put a ramp bump in your match, you know. But uh, – so the match is boring. It's super slow. And at a certain point, uh, Milano Collection AT, one of the announcers, he starts, he's like bored and he starts singing like a chant, like a clap chant to try to get the fans into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. He doesn't even hit the, the Rainmaker. He hits like a discus lariat instead and then uses the Cobra Clutch and gets the win. So is this is this Okada putting together that he needs to use the lariat first? I don't know. I thought he already fucking knew that. I don't I don't understand. It's like the character of Okada is I'm the best champion ever. Oh, I don't have the title. Fuck. <laughs> What's my purpose in life? Life has no purpose, no meaning. <laughs> you know? Uh, unless he's going for the big gold, because he hasn't even had any other titles. He's never held IC, never tag, six-man tag, never held another belt. The only belt he's ever held is, well, the IWGP Heavyweight title. So where do you go from there? Because everything else will look like a step down. Everything. That's true. He's got a big matchup on Sunday we're going to talk about, uh, you yep. know, um, which is going to be something else. So maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's saving himself up for this match on Sunday that's going to be fucking incredible. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not going to bump for uh, – I'm not going to do much bumping for uh, Yujiro Takahashi because I know on Sunday I'm going to get suplexed at least six <laughs> or seven times. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that quite soon. Let's get into this. I know you're excited, dude. I'm super fucking excited to talk about this match. It is Suzuki-Goon versus Suzuki-Goon. It's a rarity to have uh, Suzuki-Goon versus Suzuki-Goon matches. I loved this match. I thought it was awesome. And you know you're in for a fucking fight. You weren't sure how this was going to go. And Suzuki straight away just grabs the throat of Taichi and is like, let's go, motherfucker, we're fighting. Uh, This one's a brawl it's a cheaty brawl like these two will just use chairs on each other just chumpy gets probably quadruple chumped out in this match chumpy of course everyone listening is marty asami and i say it almost every week we call him chumpy because uh he seems to be the most uh at least to to uh, our eyes he seems to be the uh the ref where uh, he gets chumped out the most and made to look like <laughs> a fucking clown uh, and it's totally not his fault he's he's a really good ref so uh we're not we're not 
shitting on him. Oh, I on. think the point we're making is it's everyone fine. else is shitting on him, and we're also shitting on him by calling him Chumpy. Yeah, <laughs> we call him Chumpy. We're not shitting on him. Hang on a minute, we're calling him Chumpy. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, but he gets chumped out quite a bit. And you said a couple in your Suzuki Goon uh, in, our, in our faction special that uh, unlike other members of Suzuki Goon, Suzuki doesn't cheat. I'm going to put the point to you, Mister Andy. That he does cheat just as much as the others, but refs won't DQ him because they're fucking scared of him. And it's never and it's not low blows or anything like that. It's more like a kind of never style cheating. Like I'm gonna fucking hit you with a chair and stuff. And the thing about Minario Suzuki is, if he brings a chair to hit you and you bring a chair to hit him, he's fucking cool with it, dude. Right. And I think uh, Red Shoes, some, if, I, I think Chumpy be ref this, but if Red Shoes would see something like that, Red Shoes would just be like, all right, fine. It's even playing field. Go fuck each other up. Fine. I don't care. He doesn't, and, uh, he doesn't cheat in the traditional heel ways. He, uh, he just exactly. cheats. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like you said, I mean, he, like you said, if he hits you with a chair, he's expecting you to pick up a chair and hit him back. He's not going, oh, I'm the only one that gets a chair. <laughs> see, no. he, he may give you a chair. Just so can <laughs> <laughs> exactly this right and you know there's one spot and it's very low key there's no one makes a big deal out of it i noticed it and i was like that's a nice little touch and it's tai chi is so engrossed in uh having this war with suzuki that as he's going into the ring the top of his pants opens and rather than make a big deal out of it or anything like that he just Low key takes his pants off, slides back into the ring, keeps fucking wrestling, yeah. and and I thought, right, he's not he's not wrestling for show here, fucking Tai Chi's on, man, like he wants this, and I I so so good, uh, I thought it was gonna go one way, and I was happily surprised it went the other. This is the kind of match I watch where I'm like, I don't mind who wins, I, I, I you know I don't know. I like both guys, especially Tai Chi. I don't know uh, this year or over the last few months has been racking up big wins, so he's looking like more of a threat, which is what I really like. And really cool, fucking brutal match. Suzuki goes for the gotch, but then a counter into Black Mephisto, and boom, Tai Chi just beat his leader. And that was a surprise. Uh, it's a surprise because you don't expect. Uh, the leader to get pinned, I guess. But uh, but if you look at Tai Chi's year, he's beaten Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. He's had some pretty good matches. So if you look at it that way, it's not that big a surprise. They've been elevating this guy. And in my opinion, uh, Tai Chi... Well, see, Tai Chi knows this is the G1. No one's saying Tai Chi go home. No one's got problems with Tai Chi matches. Uh, this guy has come in... Come into his own, man. People people like this guy. I like him. He can go. And so far, he's put on two pretty good matches. So, I'm, yeah, go Tai Chi. Well done. What do you think, Andy? The match is super intense. It's way more intense. Yes. I thought there would be a lot more comedy in it, and there's not. I mean, it's. I mean, nope. yeah, there's some goofy spots with the ref, but they're not really comedy. They're just like... You know, we're tr somebody's trying to win, and uh, Suzuki hits Taichi so hard. I mean, these they they do these forearm spots, you know, like the typical stuff in Suzuki matches, and it's just insane how hard he's hitting him. 
And um, at the very end of the match, so Taichi wins, and the, the Black Mephisto is kind of like a, like a back bump air raid kind of thing. I don't know. It's it's kind of it looks like shit, honestly. It's not a very good move, but anyway, it it's like a backpack air raid type move. So he hits. It that. reminds me of that um, neck breaker that Akata does, right, like but a little different. Raid. Yeah, like a, yeah. So anyway, he he hits that. He gets the three count, and Taichi acts like he won the Super Bowl for like two seconds, and he's like, mm -hmm. "Oh, oh shit!" And he remembers who he who he just beat, and he starts selling immediately. <laughs> and Suzuki was so mad that he wouldn't let anybody help him, and he just fucking stumbled to the back, just furious. <laughs> so funny. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what you'd call. I know, I know. I've just kind of uh, talked up Taichi a bit, but. It's still a surprise because uh, you got to remember Suzuki's the never open champion as well. Uh, I don't think it'll lead to a title match, by the way. Um, if it, usually if your teammate has a title and you beat him, you don't really get a title shot because you're in the same I mean, faction. Because I know Ishii's beaten Okada before. Yeah. I know, you know, things like that. And he, did he get a title shot? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, I've seen it happen where they don't. Or maybe it's because uh, that same wrestler beat someone else with a better title. I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, I don't see Taichi. Really, I guess he could go for Suzuki. He, he is a former Never Champ, too. So I yeah. might even put the uh, Never As Fuck stamp on this match, dude. Yeah. I thought it was great. I hope, he, I hope he does go after. I'd love to see this match again. Suzuki be twice as angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, it was it really lived up to uh, you know to the hype in a way that I wasn't expecting. So I really enjoyed that match. I thought it was one of my, it was one of my favorite ones. It was awesome. And it puts puts Taiji over a little more too. Big time, yeah. big time. Yep. All right. So uh, our fifth match of the night is Tomohiro Ishii versus that dude. Uh, it's a long match. It's entertaining, and it does not go the way I wanted it to. And uh, that guy does that move and wins. Uh, I didn't take any notes on this one, dude. Uh, I'm not taking notes no. for those matches. So uh, if I, and look, I'm not I'm not shitting on the match. I watched it. I thought it was good, but you know there it is. Uh, I'm not sure if you took much notes as well on this mum uh if you want to add anything go for it otherwise i'm more than happy to jump straight into to the main event no it's a shame that ishii gets treated this way because of uh poor decisions that new japan made you know but uh it is what it is i all i have in my notes it's just this ishii versus some guy and there's not even a result so that's what i got yeah <laughs> all right um i guess if anyone wants an in-depth analysis on that match there's Probably other places they can go, but there you are. There you are. It's good. Mileage might vary depending on your opinions on that dude. All right. So let's get let's get into this dude. Uh, I oh, fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna have a gush fest right now, man, because fuck, this was not only incredible. It's my favorite G1 match thus far. It is Kota Ibushi versus Jay White. There's a, there's a point at this match where uh, I turn to my wife and uh, I, I say to Charity, I'm like, dude, which way loses this? It doesn't change my opinion of the match, man. This is just fucking like epic gold. And then, then of course, the result happens and uh, I 
jump up in my seat, but let's not get too far ahead of myself. Man, this is so fucking good. These two men fucking kill each other. Uh, even I, I know Ibushi is a, a former Never Champ, and I know Mr. Switchblade has, uh, well, never really looked at that title. But I am still going to say this is kind of never as fuck as well. I, I, I loved it. Now, there's, oh, man, did you see fucking Jay Wright do a fucking regal plex? Like, holy shit. This is not as suplex heavy as the previous match. This is a bit more psychological. What What's Kota Ibushi known for? Being a fucking killer with his feet, you know, being this uh, kicker, kick striker, striker motherfucker. So Switchblade starts going for the leg, and I'm like, oh, shit, dude. I think they're I think they're ramping up for the TTO. So the TTO is a submission hold that uh, Switchblade has. Looks like a kind of inverted, like reversed figure four kind of thing. Um, you know, except uh, instead of the person you're putting the move on being on their back, they're on their front. That's kind of how I, I'd explain that. Uh, so, oh, and the TTO, in case people don't know what it means, it's called the Tanahashi tap out or Tanahashi tapped out because uh, Switchblade made Tanahashi tap out with it. And why not just call it that? <laughs> there's, there's a point in this match where... Abushi just turns into killer Abushi, and like there's a different type of selling of no selling like if you watch the Cobb match he's kind of not putting over some of uh, the offense so the thing is here when Abushi hulks up he's feeling that pain you know he is but he's crazy Ibushi's crazy and Ibushi will fight through any pain and it fucking and you know it, it might look like he's not selling but he is man it, it it like he tries to put uh switchblade in a bastard driver and switchblade just keeps hitting them hitting the leg hitting the leg hitting the leg and it fails and then the second time he puts it in he's like I don't care if he's punching my leg and it hurts man I'm putting him in this goddamn move and he does Oh, fuck. It, it is really awesome. Yes, there is cheating in this. It's light cheating. Uh, it, it's the kind of... It's cheating done right. Whereas there's just a little bit of it, enough to make you go, damn, you switchblade, you heal, and not enough to make you think, he's ruining the G1, how dare he? You know, <laughs> I, that's how I felt about it. Uh, both men are selling amazing, like, uh, Bushi's selling his leg really well. Uh, there's this one time it fucking Ibushi just clobbers Switchblade and he just lands, just crumples to the floor. And there's another one where he just just gets elbowed right out of the fucking ring. Uh, the selling in this is really cool. There's an amazing looking Kamigoye counter straight into the Blade Runner. And one, two, three, Mr. Switchblade wins. Uh, I've talked long enough. I'm just <laughs> absolutely gushing now, Mr. Andy. Go for it, man. What did you think? In the moment, I thought this was one of the best best matches I've ever seen. I went back and watched it, and without that kind of excitement of not knowing what was going to happen and it being 5 in the morning and all that stuff and all the preparation I had to do to, to watch mm. it, it doesn't. It, I don't know if it, it works the same way. However, it's still 
fucking fantastic. And here's one of the reasons, like, here's a bunch of reasons why this is awesome. One is Jay White, uh, you know, is the master of psychology. And, like, here's an example of a spot that helps him change the momentum in a match. He's starting to, you know, lose. It looks like that maybe he's going to lose, you know. Um, uh, you know, Bushi's loading up like he's going to hit the Kamigoye. So what does Gato does? He pretends to throw it like he's going to throw the towel in. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so the ref has to look at him because that's a legit thing. And that allows Jay to hit a low blow and move forward in the match. So, you know, those little things like that that change the momentum are really big deal in this match. And, you know, one of the things that's awesome and why I like a match like this so much is everything looks great. Everything. It all looks so good and it looks like it hurts so bad. There is a German suplex in this match that is one of the most insane German suplexes you will ever see in your life. I don't care. Yeah. You can go to All Japan 1990, whatever the fuck you want. This is the craziest German suplex you're probably ever going to see. I mean, it is insane. And so, you know, the fact that the moves look so incredible, they're done at perfect timing. It's just one of the best matches ever. And it looks like a snap German. It's, I mean, they just chucked them basically, you know? And, and yeah. of course, Abushi's going to sell that like a maniac. Uh, we, we had Jay White at the beginning taunting the crowd, like I said, where he's like, come on, he got on the mic. He's like, come on, cheer for Abushi, and they can't. <laughs> Not only that, like, like even he's he's saying one thing, but what he's doing is the opposite thing. Like he's he's saying, "Oh, you can't cheer. Here's how you do it." And as he as he does it, he'll be like, "E bushi, e bushi." <laughs> so he's saying, "Come on, what are you, you know?" He's telling he's telling the crowd like being a jerk ass and stuff. But what he's really doing is, "Hey, you got it. This is the guy you want to chat clap for, not me. Here's how you do it. E bushi." And it works. I really like that. So another reason why this match is awesome is because the heat spots are entertaining. You know, it, it, there's a difference between a guy just walking around, stalking their opponent, stomping on him every couple minutes, and what Jay White does. You know, Jay White gathers himself and gets a plan together, tries to execute the plan. It doesn't work, and then he tries a new plan. That's what he's doing. So, like, there's all this psychology that goes into the match. We could break all that down. It would take two hours just to talk about it. But it's it's one of the best matches that's happened so far. It's fucking fantastic. If you have any doubt that Jay White is great, and I don't mean good, I mean great, then watch this and tell me any different. I mean, he is – You've he, got – It's awesome. Yeah, you've got a top gaijin heel who can have bangers with Okada, Ibushi, Naito, and Tanahashi, all your big Japanese names. And that's fucking huge. And, you know, there's a reason he, he gets kind of top billing with those guys. It's because his matches with all of them are usually pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, I love this match. Well, <laughs> I really thing. did. I watched it again too, and I thought it was more suplex heavy mm -hmm. than uh, than I remembered because it's a Jay White match. But it wasn't. It was definitely more leg work and yes. and that kind of stuff. But uh, it, it's still awesome. And that that German, it's blink and you miss it. It's uh, crazy. It's brutal and fast. It's fucking insane. And 
And there you go. So we've got uh, Switchblade. Oh, we, we can always say who's got the score well, later on or something. Me, but... Before we move on, one more thing I just want to mention mm-hmm. is that before this match, Ibushi had said that he was God or something like that. He was like, He's going to be like God level this God, year. Right? And so and Jay White just beat him. <laughs> so pretty fucking cool. But uh, but that's that's a great story right there. But go ahead, Luke. I'm sorry. No, that's that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Let's um, let's let's begin with uh, B Block. We're still in Sapporo. What they'll do is they'll have two shows at the same venue. Then um, and I guess they have a couple of days off in a travel. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, when they've got a few days in a row, oh, I don't care, man. That's up to them to, to organize the logistics. I'm just here to watch it and enjoy myself. <laughs> here we go. We've got another match with uh, Yoda Suji and Yuya Uramura. Uh, it's another pretty good young lion match. Uh, Yoda wins uh, and gets uh, his four points for C block. But one thing I, I wanted to mention it's a look, it's a solid good. Young Lions match like they all look. I don't want to sound re- repetitive because I, I guess they're wrestling each other all the time. There isn't that much new stuff to say, right? But as uh, Yoda Suji's leaving, fucking Gabriel Kidd just gives him this like really ooh, evil heel look. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, what's going on here? Okay. <laughs> you, Which, me- uh, you messaged me and I was like, I fucking saw that too. I was like typing the same thing to you, like fucking. Gabriel kid, look at him. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. So uh if uh if they they are they teaching him heel stuff in, in lessons and things? Maybe like because uh if if they are, uh it's working. Like <laughs> we're noticing saying, it. Maybe I don't he... know if we're reading too much into it. Oh definitely. Or... <laughs> we definitely oh we definitely are. are. Because we want stories, even if it's with the young lions, you yeah. know. We we and uh, they don't usually do stories with young lions. But, but this uh, is oh nev- well. never open head cannon. It's fine, you know. We're allowed to do that, <laughs> and and you know. And I think that um, you know, it would be hilarious though if he just suddenly joins one of the villainous factions as a regular wrestler out of nowhere, and it turns out that he'd been getting heel lessons the whole time, you know, secret heel. Yeah, yeah, like. Uh... Maybe uh, Gato and Jado took him on a couple secret lessons, but they wouldn't do something like that because that <laughs> might involve like some backstage segments and stuff, and that's not a New Japan yeah. style thing. But that's all right. And, you know, we 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 can dream about all our little silly young lion shenanigans. But uh, let's get let's get right into the the banger block matches, man. Uh, in my opinion, you know, we'll, all right. So I'm watching this. Not every result goes the way I want it to, but. Uh, every match on B Block, there's no stinkers. There's nothing that really stunk up the place. I thought every match was solid. Uh, well, sorry, I would say every match was either good or there was at least one of them that was absolutely great. Uh, and uh, we'll save that match for last uh, because that is the last, <laughs> the great one. <laughs> but here we go. We've got uh, Goto. Hiroki Goto versus Sonata. Uh, it, 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 it's a pretty hard-fought match by both guys. I like uh, Sonata working on Goto's injured arm. That's definitely going to be a story for Goto going into uh, further matches in the G1. And you've got to think about it like this. Goto's got a fucked-up arm. Guess who he hasn't wrestled yet? Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. 
Zach's going to fucking kill him. <laughs> Good. I like it. Yeah. So, Sonata's working that injured arm. Tries a, um, the skull end a couple times to, to no avail. I like... Actually, both their finishers have similar positions where they work from. Oh, so man. They the took counters, full advantage of that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, the counters from skull end to uh, go to... Uh, GTR and all that is really good. There's a Yushigiroshi by Sonata, which is a, de- a go-to move. <laughs> Goto fights back, even even risking further damage to his arm. Uh, like uh, just showing that, like I, I don't care if it's hurt, I'm I'm going to use it. And eventually a GTR, that's go to rest on Sonata, and Goto gets two points. I thought it was a pretty solid opener. A match is great. It was really good. Yep. We've had two good son, or good Goto matches. I'm shocked. And um, you know, so Goto has his left arm taped up, like you said, and he's also very insecure, just like Yoshihashi. So he has to bring his never six man title with him. So um, he has that. Um, we have Babyface Sonata, and the first time I ever saw Babyface Sonata was like in the G1 versus evil actually. And he turned, you know, face for that match was doing all these flippy shit. So he was doing all these crazy moves. They doesn't normally do, which are pretty cool. Um, it wouldn't make sense to turn evil face for a match. Would it no. not with a name like evil? You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that at this point, but uh, um, you know, it, it's, it's just really great. And there's, there's an incredible fish out of water, uh, variation spot that leads to Sonata hitting, the Yushigiroshi on Goto. And if you if you don't know what that is, so the fish out of water spots like the Rob, sometimes they're called the Jerry Lynn spot or Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn spot where they kind of, I, I pin you for a second, then we flip over and you pin me. Then pin me, like boom, 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 like a fish out of water. And so they did that in a really neat variation that I don't think I'd seen before. And that was pretty cool. So um, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I'm sorry that Goto won. I, I hope that he like stubs his toe in the shower and falls down or something, but he had a good match today. So it is what it is. You know, Hiroki Goto did his job good when Mr. Andy's like, yeah, that was a good match. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's getting. Now. <laughs> Look, G1 Goto's no slouch. Uh, yeah, it's true. I think he, I think he pulls it out for the G1. Uh, it, you know, it's just maybe the rest of the year where he's not quite that level. But yeah, really solid opener. Really enjoyed it. And here we go, Mr. Andy. We have got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the king of pro wrestling, Toru Yanu. Um, there's a really nice Yano uh, Tana mat wrestling sequence at the start. <laughs> you know, just to prove that Yano's just not just a comedy character. He can he can go. Uh, you know, you're just not used to seeing him go. Which uh, I think he had that whole story last year where he was trying to fight honestly, and then at some point in the G1, he was like, "Yeah, fuck this, I'm going to punch people in the dick again." But there's a <laughs> funny crazy. moment where uh, Tanahashi hands Yano uh, the ring, uh, the, the, what the turnbuckle pad, mm-hmm. and then he does a dragon screw on it, <laughs> making <laughs> making Yano land on his ass. Yano's trying to do this thing where he just goes straight to the outside and trying to goad Tanahashi into coming outside like he did Sonata in the previous match. But like Sonata, he's not having that. It's like, I'm not going out there playing your game. But it is a Yano match, so inevitably 
you're going to find yourself out on the outside. Now, uh, the thing is, you can pat Yano down and find all the shenanigans that he has in his tights, like tape and all that kind of stuff. But the ref's not going to check the ring, is he? <laughs> and, you know, it, it, as what happens with the Yano match, look, if you won't come outside with him, he's going to take you outside with him. And he grabs the tape from under the ring. Tanahashi takes it off him. And, he's, and you know what I like about Yano matches? Everything? Everyone plays Yano's game. It's true. You know, like Tanahashi is not a cheating wrestler. You don't see him pull out cheating tactics or anything like that to win matches. But this is Toriano, and that's different. So so Tana takes the tape uh, and, and, tie, and tapes the fucking tape around uh, Toriano's eyes. And Yano still manages to get inside the ring before the 20 count. And you think, all right, this is going to... And all right, I, I know how this is going to go now. Uh, Yano can't see. Something's going to happen. And yeah, something happened, all right. Yano, without even being able to see, manages to grab the ref, low blow Tanahashi <laughs> in the life makers, roll his ass up, and yes, everyone, Toriyano, completely blindfolded, just defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi. In one month, he has beaten both Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> he's the, he's the king of pro wrestling, man, you know? Wild card, baby. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was funny at the beginning... Yano uh, is getting checked by the ref and he's upset with the ref because the ref doesn't believe him that he doesn't have any tape on him and he looks at the ref like you wound me ref <laughs> that was great um the dragon screw on the turbuckle pad was awesome um at a certain point they did fight up to the ramp right and so and they had to run down yeah right yeah Yano rakes uh Breaks the eyes of uh, of Tanahashi and comes running down the ramp. It's so Tanahashi has to run down the ramp blind. I was really hoping, and maybe this will happen in another match. Here, I, maybe this will be a prediction here. Although I'll probably ruin it by predicting it. So in the next Yano match, he needs to get his eyes taped like that again, and then the other person has to get their eyes taped like that again. And then we have like a like a you know a, a blindfold match basically where the uh -huh. crowd has to tell them which way to go and all that i guess it'd be really tough with the crowd i can see that so. happening in the next match yeah. um i'm gonna skip ahead a little bit here and say it's toriano versus evil okay in, in the next round oh, i could man. see them both getting blindfolded and then i can see dick togo going to the left to the left <laughs> right. no behind you no that's the ref Oh fuck it! Hit the ref, and I'll just come in and help you. Because you know? the crowd's not <laughs> gonna, like the, that. The crowd wouldn't help Evil, but they'd help Yano. You know, mm -hmm. so so that could be a way to do it. I I just I thought for a second we were gonna get that at least. You know, Tanahashi standing in the ring and the crowd helping Yano find him. But it, you know, they're they're running along. I think because this match was like ten minutes or something like that, so it's yeah. pretty long for a Yano match. I thought it was pretty great, man. There is um. So as we record this, uh, listeners, the uh, the backstage comments for this B-Block show have not come out yet. They'll come out maybe in an hour or two. Uh, but I can believe that you're never, everyone is not going to hear the end of this because he didn't just beat Tanahashi. 
He beat him blindfolded. And you think he's not going to fucking brag about that till the cows come home? Come on, man. Awesome. He just beat like he's beaten both the two uh, most winningest IWGP heavyweight champions of all time. Yeah, he cheated his ass off both times, but that's Yano. <laughs> yeah, man, a, win, a win's a win, and, you know. Yeah. All right, man. Here we go. I really fucking like this match. It's uh, Juice Robinson versus Kenta, uh, and there's a point in this match where I messaged you. And I said to you, do you remember that time where uh, Juice Robinson rolled up Kenny Omega and he looked really surprised that he did it? Mm-hmm. That, Ju- that Juice Robinson's gone. This guy isn't a guy that's shocked he wins anymore. This is a guy who's like, I fucked you up. I earned that shit. I beat your ass. I like this Juice. Uh, does he still, he looks like a cross between a Blues Brothers stripper and Freddie Mercury. I don't care. That works for me. I think he, he looks pretty dope. He, he he looks like he's taking this G1 seriously. He's, you can tell, like he's had his six months off and he's raring to go, man. He's itching to wrestle. I thought this match was really good. There's a brutal flying knee by Kenta on Juice. That, that fucking landing was nasty. Ouch! And that's not the end of the nastiness. There's so many nasty fucking kicks, man, by Kenta onto Juice. And there's one spot where where the, the, the crowd's clapping, and then uh, Kenta does this. <laughs> he just hates clapping. The, uh, he hates it. Yeah, just fucking with the crowd with the claps. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Juice takes a fucking lot of punishment in this match, man. Lots of kicks, DDTs, slaps and strikes. But one thing I like with Juice, he's he's super fucking tall, man. Like, he's a carter. T- he's maybe a little taller than a carter. Like, I'd say he's bored. He's not quite, but he's bordering on Undertaker height. You know, that kind of tall. That's, no, he isn't. So, no, he is. He's, he's fucking tall, man. He's like six foot tall. Come on, man. Come on. All right, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look it up. will say like six four on the internet, but he's like six foot tall. You know, um, um fucking six foot three. All right, but he, yeah, um, nah. all right. So look, I think my point still stands because <laughs> when he gets someone up and slams them down, it looks like he gets some really extra yes. height off it. Okay. Fair maybe, enough. maybe he's not that tall. Maybe he's just got really long arms. Because he looks like he gets up really high and then boom. You know, it looks like it's got an extra bit of stank on it when he slams him down. I like that a lot. Uh, <laughs> Juice is pretty tough in this match, selling like a freaking machine. Uh, but a uh, couple left hands of God, pulp friction. And Juice Robinson pins the former GHC heavyweight champion. And he has four points. Mr. Juice fucking Robinson. Uh, I really enjoyed his match. I think this is a better match than his first round match because, no offense, I think, uh, to Yoshi, but uh, Mr. Sweet Boy, but uh, Kent is a better wrestler. He just is. Uh, so I like this match even more than Juice's first match because the first match, it's Yoshihashi. You know where he is on the card, all that kind of stuff. Kenta is a big deal for him to beat. Uh, and, yeah. I, I, it just worked for me. I thought it was a really solid kick-ass kind of match. What did you think? I liked it. It's solid. You know, I mean, I don't think it's anything, like, super spectacular, but it's pretty good. 
And there's a couple things about it that are interesting. I mean, one, we did hear from Juice at the top of the show, and uh, that was from a backstage, some backstage comments that he made about his match with Yoshihashi. Um, mm-hmm. They're really strange, and I don't know why he said that, so I put music to it for some reason. So, um, so that's fun. But so Juice, I'm glad he's back. Now I have to admit I was wrong about my prediction. I thought for sure he would have different gear for each match. No, he has the same Blues Brothers gear, um, which I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping for something different <laughs> each time, but it is what it is. Um, and you're right, it's a huge win for Juice. It's it's the right person to win here. And what do you think about this? So now that Juice has a win over Kenta, he can go after that uh, U.S. Uh, champion uh, briefcase. What do you think? Oh, he pointed at it at the end, too. Mm, that's right. Oh, so yeah. Makes a lot of he sense. Gave, yep. Yep. I thought that was uh, super cool. And Juice is a former United States uh, champion himself. And, you know, I think for someone in Juice's position, I think that's a good belt for him to have. I don't know, man. But for, if, I, if I see more of this version of fucking Juice... I could, I could, I could see him. Uh, maybe I don't. Maybe not win, but I could see him. Maybe uh, at some point, I'd like to see him challenge Suzuki. I think that'd be a fun match. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this this version of Juice uh, is is definitely one to watch. I like it a lot. And uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's go into a match that. Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> I fucking really enjoyed this. Yeah, you heard me, everyone. I don't care what anyone says. I really like this. It is Yoshihashi versus Evil. Evil, of course, has Dick Togo in it. Yep, that's the first line of my notes. Fuck, this was good. Uh, see, that's that's my next line here. Pimpy matches. I can never believe he could win. Yoshi, though, yeah. Yoshi knows he's in the fucking G1, and I, I see him busting his ass. He's, he's trying to put... He, oh, man, this is another good butterfly lock. All right, it starts lame. And then Charity and I are kind of watching it, and I'm like, and I, think, I can't remember who, it, it, probably Charity. So, like, why doesn't he put a little something extra in it? And then he does. He twists Evil's arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, arm. And I'm just like, wait, why can't that be the butterfly lock every time? Because that looks like, now, now it looks nasty. Now it looks like it fucking kills. So I really like that. It looks... Look, I know you're you're going to be the other side of the coin on this, but I believed there was, and especially I've got that extra little bit of believability now, and because yes, it might be the lowest title in New Japan, but he's he's still a champ, <laughs> so you've got that extra tiny little bit of believability, tiny bit, you know, you went from zero believability to maybe about three, you know, out of ten, <laughs> so. Dude, this is two Yoshihashi matches I've watched now, and I thought they were both good. Uh, Evil, of course, uh, manages to withstand Yoshihashi's offense like most wrestlers, but they they put Yoshi over in this match as much as they could because uh, you know, garrot wire, some cheating, and everything is evil. Uh, he he uh, manages to put the win over on Yoshihashi. This isn't a short short match. You think, oh, Yoshi, hopefully this will be 10 minutes and we're done. No, this is like a 17-minute match. I was invested. I like 
the I like this version of evil. I think this guy's a pro man. He's totally mixed up his style to incorporate all this heel tactics and and it's and it's doing well. And if his job this match was to make Yoshihashi look good, well I think both Juice Robinson and Evil have done their job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. I love this. I mean, you know, if we go back to the New Japan Cup, you know, obviously yes. Yoshihashi had that awesome match with Tenzon, and then uh, then he got beat up by Evil, and so he he looked destroyed. He he tried to be real aggressive with this match because he thought it was his only chance, and he's pissed off. So he went after Evil, uh, you know, as, with everything he had. He made some great comebacks, but I mean, this is. A great example, and I'm going to say this a bunch during this tournament, of a tremendous heel making the babyface look like a million bucks. And that's what this is. You know, even though, um, you know, Evil wins, it's it's a sneaky win, and we think maybe Yoshihashi could have beat him. So, you know, Yoshihashi has been completely rehabbed over the past, you know, whatever, three, four months here. And he's starting to become, I mean, it's just funny. Fans who couldn't give a fuck about Yoshihashi six months ago are now like, oh, I can't wait to see Yoshihashi match, <laughs> which makes me laugh. But it's it just means that the booking's working, and they're you know they're they're telling this subtle story very well. Not yeah, look, and they gave him something. Sure, it's the lowest title on, on the thing. That's fine, but he a champ now, and. I know I'm, I've been harping on about this. Yes, his job is probably there to lose every G1. But I've watched two Juice matches. Oh, Juice. I'm oh, sorry. I've watched two Yoshihashi matches in the B block now against Juice and Kenta. It's Juice and Kenta. Fuck me. Juice and Evil. And I thought they were both great. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that this is a guy who is in a position where no one's ever going to think he's going to win the G1. No one does. But he's bringing it. That's more than I can say for someone who's had heaps of opportunities <laughs> and held titles. And that's the thing. Yujiro, how many titles has he had? He's been heavyweight tag champ. He's been junior tag champ. Um, has he had singles titles? I don't know. But this he's a multi-time champion. He's had opportunities to wrestle the company's biggest stars and shit like that. And you look at him. Well, I, I don't think that helps your case, though, Luke, by, you know, by making the case that, you know, hey, Yoshihashi's good. Just look at Yujiro. He sucks. You know, everyone looks great compared to Yujiro. <laughs> They're in the same spot. That's the only reason I make that distinction Fair between enough. the two men. They're in the spot to lose. Mm -hmm. They're the two. You look at both blocks. Yujiro is the one that everyone thinks will lose the most. And if you look at B block, Yoshihashi is in that same spot for uh, B block, except one's putting out matches where you're like, oh, go Yoshi, go. Oh, fuck. Evil just fucking won. <laughs> Damn it. And, uh, and I know that uh, there's a, also another advantage here, uh, and I should, should mention it, I guess. Uh, it just popped in my head, but Yajiro is a heel. And Yoshi's a face, so he's easy to easier to kind of cheer for. But even even as a heel or whatever, Yujiro's boring. All right, I'm gonna stop beating that dead horse, beating the dead Yujiro horse, and uh, let let's go on to what is so far the longest match 
in the G130. This went for about 28 and a half minutes. I loved every fucking second of it. I thought it was awesome. It might not reach the same heights for me as maybe Naito Tanner in uh, round one or or uh, Ibushi J. White from the previous night, but I think Tetsuya Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. is a fucking awesome technical wrestling kind of masterclass. It's fucking amazing. Uh, there's a really cool visual of Zack Sabre Jr. standing on Naito's belts while Naito takes the, takes his time to take his clothes off like he always does. Some great early pinning combos by Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Zack even gets a Zack driver in on Naito at some point, but, you know, both men are too fucked. It's like when you – everyone's seen that spot in wrestling. Uh, the wrestler gets his finishing move on, it on, but both men are too beat up, and he can't quite make that's, it in time for a cover. called the double uh, down, by the way. Sorry? That's called the double down. Double down, right. There you go. Uh, I'm learning, it, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, so – this was awesome. Zach, Zach looked, looked really dangerous. Naito. Look, this is a big deal for me. I don't dislike Naito the same way you dislike Goto because I look at Naito and I think, fuck, man, this is going to be a great match. It's usually like sometimes I don't like the spitting stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, some of his personality traits I don't don't like that much. He's a heel for me maybe, you know, uh, and that's fine. But every time I see this man in the ring – He's amazing. Like, it's funny. There's a difference, right? You see Yoshihashi stepping up in the G1, and he's good. Well, you see your champ stepping up for the G1, and that's a fucking another league. Uh, This man is wrestling like he's got two titles. He's fucking awesome. And manages to – it took him, what, three Destinos? And – he beats Zack Sabre Jr. at around 28 and a half minutes. I thought this was pretty epic. Really good match. What do you think? It's fantastic. And yeah, a couple observations. Uh, one is, is that Zack Sabre Jr. seems like a little extra cocky in this match. Like he, like he combed his hair different or something like that. He just looked different, and uh, I like that. But what I noticed about this match is that I was expecting a lot more Zack Sabre punishing Naito. You know, that's kind of what I was, you know, what I was thinking this match would be. But what I realized mm. is as, as the match went on, Naito is the champion. People will have to wrestle his match. You know, they're not going to yeah. wrestle their match. That's not how this works. Maybe Evil could wrestle his match, you know, or, you know, his own match against uh, against him. But what I mean is, is that, one of the reasons that you're loving these Naito matches so much is because he's only allowed to now wrestle his own match and his matches are fucking awesome. So like awesome. Yeah. So for example, like if it were more of a Zack Sabre Jr. match, it would be him just like just fucking destroying Nato or Naito's leg for like a half hour. That's what it would be like the whole match. It would be highly mm-hmm. entertaining and really cool, but it would be mostly our baby face selling and being in peril and whatnot. But that's not what happens here. This is, just like a a strong style new japan main event match where there's ebbs and flows there's uh rising action and falling action but it all kind of it all ends up in the same place you know and so it's not it's not the typical three-act structure that you find and all that stuff uh but man i I think that's what it is i think you like naito matches because man whenever whenever he's wrestling any of these guys that's what it is it's his match 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have to love every facet about it, about him, but my God, he puts on a fucking great match. And uh, this was definitely no exception. As to the cockiness, uh, I remember Zach doing a promo like this last year. I can't remember who who was the champion in last year's G1. Was it? It was Okada, right? So he was in the same block as Okada, and he said something similar then that he did this week in the backstage comments, and it was something to the effect of, of, uh, of uh, oh, I'm just going to beat Naito and then take the rest of the G1 off. Right. Yes. I beat Naito, I get a title shot. So the G1, who gives a fuck? So that's part of the cockiness. That and he's beaten Naito before, which would have, you know kind of added to that uh, whole cockiness and things like that. But it also made me think he was losing. <laughs> because I don't want you to take the G1 off. Get out of here. Now you got to lose, asshole. <laughs> well, well, Luke, you know, I don't think we're going to have time here to go through all of the matches that are coming up. But one of the big ones that's coming yeah. up is on Sunday. The main event is Jay White versus Okada. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be great. It could go either way. Um, I'm hoping it goes my way, which is uh, Switchblade wins fatality. No, but <laughs> that's going to be a fantastic match. Uh, these two have had really great matches before. Uh, then, you know, Jay White's beaten him clean. And I think the last time they wrestled in a singles match, Carter took his title. And of course, there's... You factor in the fact that uh, Gato is with Switchblade and you've got that extra bit of uh, animosity there. Uh, This match is going to be fucking awesome. Uh, Dude, uh, if we're going to talk about at least one more match from this card for Sunday night. Ishii versus Yeah, you know exactly where I'm going. (laughs) You knew it, didn't you? Kota Ibushi versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, I've seen them wrestle a few times. And... You watch him go toe-to-toe. Ishii will just... Like, you even saw a little... This They don't like each other, and they never have. I remember when, what, uh, some some chaos and and uh, them, uh, the golden ace were on the other side or something like that. After the match, they're all kind of buddy-buddy, and then Ishii just walks up and just smacks the bushy. <laughs> they're all friends with you, but I don't fucking like you, asshole. He's and, just so uh, pissed off. That's dude. how it is. He's like ten times more pissed than he's ever been, and so like he's yep. gonna he's gonna beat up Abushi. But you know, Abushi's kind of got to win that match though because he's he's God, or is is God punishing him? We'll find out. You know. Um, oh, what I do know is God's gonna get a lot of chops to the throat, <laughs> and then Abushi is gonna turn it around and chop him in the throat too. Uh, so they're gonna kill each other. It's gonna be never as fuck. I don't think they've ever wrestled each other for the Never title, but they're both former Never champs. This is going to be Never as hell. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and just to your something you mentioned earlier, so, so far with the G1, everyone listening, we've done two shows record, two shows record. The next block of shows, the four shows are pretty close together, so you're going to have to wait a little longer for us to talk about them. We can't just do two shows record, two shows record. we got shit going on. So uh, we're going to wait until those four nights are finished and then uh, squeeze in uh, a recording session. So there you go, everyone listening. Uh, yeah. And 
just uh, to give the B block a bit of a, a hand here. They, they've got some great matches in that round as well. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kenta will be really cool. Basically, his first two matches, uh, Tanahashi versus Juice, should be awesome. Yano Evil's going to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, um, I know you're not the huge biggest Goto guy, but G1 Goto is really good. Yeah. And Naito's, Naito's on a fucking roll, so that's going to be a solid main event. So on paper, it looks like um, A Block has some of the more interesting matches, but I see every match in B Block, and I look, I'm like, that's going to be solid. That's That could be solid to great. That's going to be solid. That's going to be funny. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't need to go through all four shows, do we? No. Do we? I was just, you know, trying to just throw a little conversation here at the end. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, Goto and Naito always crush it. So that'll be great. And, you know, I'm yeah. looking forward to anything else that comes up. I mean, you know, like I said, we'll – this is where the schedule, like you said, this is where the schedule is going to get a little wonky for us. However, we will cover every match. It just may take a little longer than it has. We've been lucky uh, the way it's been spaced out. And now we get this weird, like, there's a show Sunday, and then there's a day off, and then there's one Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then there's, like, a day off. So it's some goofy shit. But we'll uh, we'll hang with you, and we'll, we'll be covering all this stuff, and we appreciate all the folks listening. All right. I know. I know. I just said in a really downer voice. Do we have to mention the other two shows? Uh, I'm going to mention one match from A Block, uh, and uh, that's Ishii versus Shingo Takagi. Nice. Boom. And and then probably my next most anticipated there would be Okada versus Taichi. That's going to be fun. <laughs> and just to give the B Block, it's kind of due to because I like them both. Juices as Yano would be hilarious. Um. I'm kind of curious about Tanahashi Yoshihashi. I expect uh, Tana will win, of course. Uh, here's an interesting one, dude. All right. It's going to be uh, the two main events for night four of B Block are going to be very interesting because you've got uh, Bullet Club versus Bullet Club and LIJ versus LIJ. So you've got Kenta versus Evil. Uh, this is the first time we'll see Evil interact with members of Bullet Club that weren't around for the last, you know, however many months. So this will be really interesting. I hope they get along and then just have a fun healing match. But you just, you never know. And then our main event is going to be fucking incredible. It's uh, Naito versus Sonata. So, yeah. The next episode, maybe what we ought to do too is that, you know, uh, before, well, at the end of the next episode, maybe we ought to go over who's where in the points, you know, because we're not really tracking that so much, but I think it'll be much more important after, you know, whatever, two more yeah. nights on each block. So uh, we'll start throwing that stuff in as well. And uh, I don't yep. know, man, it's fun to talk about. It's been really fun to watch. And I hope you guys join us on Twitter uh, the first night. Um, what was it? Uh, whatever, two nights ago, man, there was a bunch of people on Twitter. And then last this morning, it wasn't nearly as many people, but man, it was a lot of people on that one night. That was fun. Yeah. Well, see, uh, I guess that everyone sees A Block as being the star-studded block, and so they're waking up for A Block. Uh, dudes, I am I like some A Block action, but if, uh, if, you're, if you've got two nights in New Japan in a row and you only start for one of them, yeah, 
you know I love me my Shingo, my Ishii, my Suzuki, my Jay White, you know, my Ibushi and Okada somewhat. You know I like a lot tai, Taiji. You know I like all these guys. But B-Block's better. Uh, it's just more consistent from the first G1 match on the card to the very last. More consistent and entertaining so far, so far. So uh, if, you, if you can only stay up for one night in a row rather than two, do a B block. You know, if you if you stayed up last time for A block and then missed B block, do the reverse this time. You know, uh, catch yourself some B block action live. It's really good stuff. And uh, I think uh, I've waffled on a little bit. I've had a couple cups of coffee, Mr. Andy, so I'm a bit chatty now. I'm a bit chatty the whole fucking thing. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I could probably think of more stuff for us to talk about, but... Uh, you know, in Gator we trust. Ichiban sweet boy.